Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host religious demonologist Adam Bly, and hopefully you today. We are live taking your calls. We have the show team in place. But Adam, before we begin talking about the new year, we always begin with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. This is so exciting. We do have the show team in place. Tim Mott is our producer. He's at the controls, making us sound great to our wonderful spirit world listeners. We have um, Carol and Lori in place, ready to answer your calls. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, the new year, what you are going to focus on. If you have any questions about angels or demons, anything in between, please call us now. We are live today, 877 877- 757-9424. And we're asking our international listeners, please call in as well. 877-757-9424. Start dialing now. We don't have a lot to share in the opening segment of the spirit world. We'd really like to get to your calls about the new year to plan ahead. We can't start uh, celebrating yet. It's not New Year's yet. This is uh, the day before New Year's Eve, and we're excited about that to be with you live. We will wish you a happy new year when we close this wonderful broadcast. But until then, we would like to really uh, share together and plan together on how we are going to take on the new year. What do you say, Adam? I'm really excited, Deb. I'm excited about this show. Um, I'm really excited about the new year. You know, as as I mentioned a, a few times on the show, I was working towards finishing Canon Law. And now that's done. Um, I'm looking forward to what God has in plan next. And, you know, also I'm looking forward to my own resolution, Deb. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but, um, you know, recently I had a moment where I was I was kind of tired and a little run down and, and some ministry came up and it was time to go and, you know, really focus and, and put yourself out there and, and, and be there. And part of me was like, oh, I just don't want to go. You know, I, I, I don't have the energy. You know, there's all these other things. And of course I went. And you know, the beautiful thing, I don't know, again, if you've, um, I think you have had this experience, you get in the moment with God and with something that you're supposed to be doing. And suddenly it's not a burden anymore and you're mm-hmm. not tired and God lifts you up and, and mm-hmm. gets you through it. And it becomes this like timeless moment where you're just there, you're praying, you're doing what, what God has asked you to do. And those human limitations, you know, are much less important. And so mm-hmm. for me, at least, um, my resolution is is really, you know, to try to trust even more mm-hmm. and and really just go and do when God asks. Yeah. 
So let's get into that a little bit because that's very interesting. So I want to I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because I have had that same experience and I understand what you're saying and and I think our spirit world listeners may benefit from this conversation we're having right now in the opening segment. But let me give the number again. The number to dial, we are live today 877-757-9424. Tell us your New Year's resolutions, if you don't believe in resolutions, if you don't like them, if you've never kept them, if you have uh, maybe a spiritual one you want to impart to the rest of us, uh, that would be great. Phone lines are lighting up. You can also reach us on Facebook. We're trying to grow the family there at the Spirit World Podcast. That's on Facebook. Also, you can always email us, tsw at grnonline.com. It comes straight into um, the studio where Tim is at, and he uh, uh, forwards the email right to us. So Tim gets them right away. TSW at grnonline.com. Please um, email us. Now, I wanted to let our listeners know, uh, Adam, real quickly, uh, for the new year, 2024, uh, I always have to, I have to say it like five times, Adam, so I don't Mm -hmm. write on my checks, you know, the old, the old year. I wonder if anybody else does that for like, I I remember when I first was writing out checks in the the old fashioned days, because everything's online, right? Um, I I remember for like the first week or two of the new year, I always had the wrong date. It's hilarious. I wonder if anybody else has had that too, that that's kind of a a problem because you get into the memory of, of the year. But for the new year, 2024, we do have an open forum show every Every single month, and we are going to continue to do that, where you can call in and ask really anything. If you have a problem going on, um, something of that nature, you can call in. We have our mailbag show once a month as well, and um, and our mailbag is getting full, um, so that's that's a good thing. So we will get to all your emails in the new year. We promise. Uh, well, we're gonna give. We're, we're gonna really try hard to get to everybody's. Um, um, email that comes in and, and, uh, online on Facebook as well and social media. And then for next week to, to kick off the new year, I know it seems kind of heavy, but it's happening right now in the news. And so we're going to be tackling, uh, what's going on with these after school Satan clubs. Okay. And that's going to be next Saturday. And we're going to be talking about that. And it's very interesting. So tell your friends, uh, to really tune in next Saturday as well for the, uh, Satan clubs that are that are um, increasing around the world, actually. And that's when we're going to be asking also our international listeners what's going on in, in their part of the world, if it's happening um, in other uh, countries as well. But right now we're talking about New Year's resolutions. And you talked about this idea of when you're doing um, something for God or doing God's work, it tends to, I'm going to say it this way, Adam, and tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. It's, it tends to elevate you outside of, of the limitations we have of this world. So that includes our fears, the time um, things that are on us, the constraints that are on us, the, the, um, the, the pressure that we may, re, we may feel, the responsibility, the, the kind of uh, never-ending task thing that we have to do, that long list. When we're doing work for God, those things seem to break free and we seem to elevate above that and, and effortlessly. And I, I like how you use the word timeless. It was timeless. You, we we uh, transcend that and move into, I believe, a little bit of a higher, for lack of a better word, a higher realm when we're, when we're focusing on God. Tell me if in your work, 
in the um, work that you do in with exorcisms and, and other things that you coach. Um, tell, tell me if I'm right or wrong in, in that thinking, because I have felt that many times when I'm doing ministry work. Oh, I think it's, you know, it's not at all limited to deliverance work or, or, or exorcism. I think any time that that God has really asked you to do something, the grace is going to be there to do it, right? That's one of the one of the core ideas that uh, grace is what holds us up. It gives us life. It gives us uh, the ability to respond to God and, and to persevere. And that grace is going to be there in, in any area that that is something that God is really asking you to do. And, and um, oftentimes, at least in my experience, it's when we say yes in a sincere way, a yes that isn't because I want something out of it or I want something back from God or I'm trying to bargain uh, or get brownie points with God. If we simply say yes because it's the right thing to do and put ourselves out there and try to be charitable and loving, even when we're achy and tired and maybe and maybe emotionally tired or whatever it is, for me at least, those are the moments where it becomes kind of a, a timeless moment. Um, because I think in a sense you're, you're experiencing grace and grace itself is timeless because God is timeless. I know that's a little bit heady of a way to say it, but uh, yeah, it, it it's a beautiful thing. And, and what I'm saying for me, Deb, for my resolution, because when I'm in that very much more of the, the, the secular human perspective of, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do this. Should, should I keep pushing? It's in that moment that I need to remember that God, you know, Jesus said, my yoke is light and easy. Um, mm -hmm. The things he, get, he asks us to do, he's actually, you know, doing them and helping us. Our God is a God of cooperation and participation. He loves when we say yes. He loves when we enter into the mystery, the plan. And I, I, I agree with you that the graces are abundant. And, and if we're in a proper frame of mind and our focus is correct and we're in a, we get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace, um, those um, blessings flow and they flow I, I'm, I'm going to say this word again because we hear this in scripture abundantly. It's an abundance of graces. It's not just like a trickling down of graces. Mm -hmm. it, it overflows and it's, it's incredible. And, and, and it really is um, quite beautiful. And maybe that is something that we should all focus on for 2024. This idea of getting in a state of grace, staying in a state of grace and receiving those, those blessings and the heavenly help from above to help us in this world that is very difficult right now. It's very dark. It, there's a lot of things going on. And um, a lot of people, let's face it, are very down with what's happening in the world. So what do you say to that? That's our maybe our first spiritual resolution to really get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace. Yeah. And, you know, it, one thing I would for myself and I would I would encourage people if I, if I could be so bold to say that is to focus on your own journey, your own conversion with Jesus, your own movement towards Jesus, towards God, and don't be overwhelmed and distracted by drama and conflict and whatever the whatever the, the news cycle is saying that you should be upset about. Because for you and your journey to get to heaven, which Deb, you've always beautifully said, what's the goal? It's for us to get to heaven and the people mm -hmm. we love to get to heaven, help them to do that. Mm -hmm. Don't let the world distract you from that goal. Mm -hmm. 
Amen to that. Okay, we are taking your calls today on the day before New Year's Eve. That's right. We are live today. Please call us about New Year's resolutions. We're looking ahead to the new year, 2024. And and here's what you got to do. You got to dial in 877-757-9424. When we come back, we're going right to the phones to hear what you have to say about as we flip the page into the new year. We'll be right back on the spirit world. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Some Protestants like to charge the Catholic Church with changing the Ten Commandments because it omits the prohibition of making graven images found in Exodus 20. But is this true? No. And here's the reason why. Like Augustine, the Catholic Church sees the prohibition of making graven images as merely an extension of the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. In light of the context, it seems that Augustine was right. For immediately after God prohibits the making of graven images, he says in verse 5, You shall not bow down to them or serve them. The prohibition is against idolatry, not the making of images in an absolute sense. So the Catholic Church didn't change the Ten Commandments. And it's not guilty of idolatry and having statues in its places of worship. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we're going to get to the phones in just a moment. I want to just share with all of our Spirit World listeners, you can go to Facebook, you can leave comments there. We always are are watching and responding at the Spirit World podcast. You can also email us, tsw at grnonline.com. But better yet, call us right now. There is an open phone line. We did have a caller drop. Um, If you you dropped uh, by accident, please call back. Um, The number to dial is 877-757-942. 
two for. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. Do you like them? Do you keep them? Do you want them? Do you wish they would go away? Anything like that, or you want to talk about angels or demons, um, uh, we are here to listen and and learn and grow together as a family. So, Adam, what do you say we, we go to the phones? Sounds good. Okay, Lydia is up first, and Lydia is in San Antonio, Texas, listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Lydia. Welcome to the spirit world. Hello. Hello. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, my question was just about heaven and hell, because um, what had happened is my son had a, a great job at Google, and he had divorced his wife because he had met this girl. Uh, she was pretty, but then the last thing she said to me before he died literally was, Mom, this girl, she says she loves me so much. And I said, boy, she sure loved you right away because it was pretty fast. You know, she's a kid over heels to him. I love you. I love you. And then uh, he says, well, I love her. She's real pretty and nice. But anyway, and then she says, um, but they're very materialistic. I said, who's they? He said, well, she's still married, but they're getting divorced. She's getting divorced, divorcing him for me to be with my son. But it turns out it was just a farce. She never did divorce. She was still with her husband. So then he catches her with him and says, you know, we're not going to be together. If you, you know, I left my wife. She could be with, leave your wife to be with me and you don't leave your husband. And then next thing you know, the next day they find him hung in his garage. And she's going around telling everybody she's never been so happy in her life because she got to keep his new house, his new car, his Google Pay for 10 years. You know, all this benefit she got from him passing away. And so I asked the Lord, please help me. And the only message I got from the Lord is that he saw everything. So I just leave it up to God. You know, every time I'm so sad or upset, Jesus and angels remind me, you know, that Jesus saw everything. So that gives me comfort. But see, so now people tell me about my son that he's down, that like he's buried, you know, on seven feet under. And other people say... Um, oh no, they go to heaven. So is it both things happen? You get buried or you go to heaven or what happens when we die? Okay, wait, Adam, before you respond, let me just make sure, Lydia, first of all, are you sharing with us that your your son died by suicide? Is that what you're sharing with us? And then he, he left his, um, his... Well, that's what she's saying, but the, even the detective said it's highly suspicious because she's going around telling everybody she's never been so happy in her life. And they have to tell her, don't say that. And she wants to know why. And they said, uh, because your boyfriend that you supposedly loved is dead. And you left you, he left you a new house and a new car and his Google Pay for 10 years. That's why you shouldn't say you've never been so happy. He's dead. Yeah. He hung well, himself. And then, so now that you're suspicious that something happened. Yeah. So, well, we will, we will pray that this gets um, worked out so that um, the, 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 right um, determination for your son's death and, and, and everybody that's um, has been around it um, can feel some healing and peace uh, as they go through this traumatic situation. I just want to say, Lydia, before Adam comments, um, my heart goes out to you. You know, parents should never have to bury their children ever. And it's very, it's, it's not normal for us as parents to at, go through that. And I just want to say my heart goes out to you and we will be praying that your family gets the healing that you need um, through this very, very um, sad and tragic time. But Adam, why don't you address the situation about the fact that he was in this relationship and now it's, it, it ended, you know, and he's, he's no longer with us, which is very unfortunate. 
Yeah, Lydia. So like Deb said, I'm I'm really sorry to hear all this. Um, but the basic theology of it, and you know, Deb jump in and correct me if I get anything wrong. You know, a human being uh from from a Christian understanding is a body and a soul that are united. They're both created by God, they're created together. And so a person, a human being, is a body and a soul. When we die, no matter how we die, the soul then goes to Jesus immediately at that moment and experiences their personal or particular judgment. And that is, um, yeah, basically God's judgment on the person's life. From there, they either go to heaven, purgatory, or hell. Um, the church way in the past used to teach that people that committed suicide were, would go to hell because the world, the church, nobody really understood psychology well. And as a church in the world has advanced in understanding psychology, the church now understands that people are not in their right frame of mind when they choose to commit suicide. And because you're not in the right frame of mind, you're not able to make clear decisions. You're not as culpable. That's just a, a legal term for responsible for that choice. And so the church no longer teaches that a suicide is an automatic damnation. So that's the first thing you need to understand, Lydia, super clearly. If somebody tells you, oh, your son, you know, is damned for that, that's that's a very old, outdated understanding. That's not what the church teaches. He went to his particular judgment with Jesus. Um, you know, he had a lot of, and this is, you know, we, we leave a lot to the mercy of God, and we don't know for sure how we are judged. But we leave it to the mercy of God, and we hope, and we have a fervent, deep hope uh, that he would be in purgatory and allowed to work through the temporal component of, of the sins that he committed. Yes, it was a problem that he was, you know, apparent, you implied they're living and probably having sexual relations with a married person, um, with the woman that he was with. And, and that is a problem. That's a serious sin uh, because it's adultery. But let's let's hope and pray for him that he's in purgatory. And then we can pray uh, in order to help him speed his time through purgatory. So we always make that assumption on the good side in terms of God's mercy. And we know God's mercy is great. You know, Deb, we were talking mm -hmm. before the show started about the year of mercy and, and Faustina's right. diaries and, and the extent of Jesus's mercy. And, you know, our listeners can pray for your son now, too. So mm -hmm. many people have heard this story and they, they can pray for, for him under that uh, hopeful assumption that he is in purgatory. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically it. Did I get it right? Deb? Yes, that was that was excellent. But Lydia, are you Catholic? Yes. Okay. So I would also have masses said for your son um, also. And if you can attend those masses as well. The other thing I would just add, I, I thought Adam uh, responded um, beautifully and from the heart and as as church teach as our church teaches. But I would also suggest that you um, look up, there's two interviews um, that Jerry and I did through Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, two interviews. One was with Bishop John Dolan. Um, he is the, our bishop here in the Diocese of Phoenix. Um, he lost several members of his family, immediate family, to suicide. Um, and also Father Chris Alar, his grandmother. And um, they talk about how God stands outside of time and what it means for the for the person in that, in that um, really that mental pl torment and place of, of um taking the, their life by suicide it 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 is it is very interesting how they explain the spiritual side of it so adam i think you you answered beautifully but i would also encourage lydia to to um 
and maybe this weekend, look up those two interviews, Bishop John Dolan um, on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and also uh, Father Chris Alar, Lydia. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And we're with you in prayer. I put you in the prayer book, okay? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And let's pray for this this young lady as well. Okay, because if indeed she, you know, made some life choices that caused all of this mess um, and destruction, um, she needs prayers as well because she's not in a good place. What do you say to that, Adam? Yeah, I mean, we need to pray for we need to pray for everybody, even in, in these difficult situations, because, um, yeah, we should never withhold prayer. And of course, we try to forgive as much as we're able and then ask Jesus to make up the rest that we can't because sometimes, you know, especially when things are still tender and recent, it's hard to forgive. But try to forgive as much as possible and pray uh, in spite of the bad that goes on in the world. Okay. Lydia, stay in touch with us. Chris Dolan, it was the name? Um, Bishop John Dolan of the Diocese of Phoenix and then um, Father Chris Alar. Yeah, Father Chris Thank Alar. You. You're welcome, Lydia. Stay in touch Thank with us, okay? okay? All right. God bless you, too. And try to have a beautiful a new year. Um, thank you for trusting us um, with that call. That was that was very, very deep. And please forgive me. I have a little bit of a virtual frog going on in my throat. So I'm hanging in there, folks. But we're, we are live today. So uh, Lydia just freed that phone line for you at 877-757-9424. And we will go to Tina. And Tina is in Illinois on EWTN.com. Hello, Tina. Welcome to the spirit world. Hello, good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Very good. Just cleaning away. <laughs> <laughs> Will you clean my house? Come to Arizona and clean my house, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um I, I, I love your um your request for what are you gonna what's your objective for uh this coming up new year? And uh I uh I was thinking about it for a while because I usually have like a sharp bucket list. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thought this would be good for you, uh, for, your, for the listeners, if they're interested. Definitely. Um, Take so it away. I, I did a, uh, the um, so Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz. Um, I just finished it yesterday. Uh, it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I love the app. Um, so I, I figured I'd, I'd go on and do the catechism in the year that they have uh, before we go to the Eucharistic Congress, at least as much as I can, you know, before then. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then um, uh, I, I'm, I'm on a kind of a, I'm going to say, crusade to take back our Catholic liturgical calendar um, with our saints. For example, um, St. Patrick's Day and Valentine's Day and you know, like all the, uh, you know, our, our, our uh, Holy Family, the Sunday. So um, that that's something I've been doing for the last probably two years. So um, I help out our, our, our church and I, I try to get everybody uh, aware of what uh, our liturgical wear entails. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is uh, treat my, my body as a temple. Yeah, mm-hmm. make that an hour, an hour, <laughs> one hour a day. Try to do something with my, you know, working out or walking my dog or something. Yeah, so those three things. 
That's a, that's amazing, Tina. Let's let Adam comment, and then I have a, just a quick uh, remark about about the liturgical calendar. Adam. Yeah, you know, Deb um, and Tina, I I'm working through the Bible in a year right now. I discovered it recently um, with Father Mike Schmitz. It's great in the sense that every time I go through Bible studies that it, by different commentators, you always learn something new. And getting the, the historic context for what was going on at the time and, and what people meant by the things that are recorded there, you know, the Jewish perspective at the time in the ancient world and how those words were understood given that background and just kind of all of those things, they really kind of paint the Bible uh, in, in more richer and complex colors for me. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's great. Um, the catechism is awesome because it represents 2,000 years of reflecting on Scripture and the advancement of theological understanding of, of reflecting on Scripture and mining it in terms of the theology of it and then all the saints and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. their stuff. Um, so the catechism, and the great thing is, again, is you, you've got a commentator there to help you through it and put things in perspective. And so I would I would encourage yeah everybody to do those things too. Um, and yeah, the, the liturgical year, it changes over time. Different saints are focused on in different ages of the church. There are thousands of saints. And so they can't all be uh, represented in the calendar. And so things do shift over time. And, and we can choose to have a particular devotion to any saint and we can, we can, you know, invoke them ourselves mm -hmm. at different times. And yeah, the, the treating your body well is super important so that, you know, from my perspective, um, maybe it's a very guy perspective, um, so that you can do more and, and be here longer and do yeah. the tasks that you're given to do. That's kind of the way I see it. What do you mm -hmm. think, Deb? I, I totally agree. Temple of the Holy Spirit. I love that, Tina. And I just, I completely agree. I mean, we have to stay strong, mind, body, and spirit so that we can do the work here. It's very important on this side of the veil. And so to use that time wisely, I think of Blessed Carlo Acutis, 15 years, and when he was um, was diagnosed with that, a rare form of leukemia and he died uh, a week or so later, he said to his mom, I didn't waste a single day. I didn't waste a single minute. He, he used the time wisely. And in order to do that, we have to stay strong in our mind and our bodies. And that's very, very important as best we can. Right. Mm -hmm. I know there are limitations in physical disabilities and, and diseases and stuff like that, that we have to work through. But Tina, I want to go back to the, the liturgical year in our church. There's a reason we have the colors and the rhythm of that, of the, um, uh, the liturgical sequence, because there's times for us to really reflect on our own personal life, to go deeper. There's times for us to rest. There are times, uh, there is a time for us to celebrate. It has a rhythm, a spiritual rhythm to it. And I love that you're focusing on that. That was actually one of my um, things that I used in religious education. I always brought in the liturgical calendar, and I, I used to teach the, uh, at, at the junior high and high school kids all about how how to practice that rhythm for their spiritual life. So I love that you're focusing on that. And the last thing I would say is that if you're going to be highlighting the saints on various days of the year, just remember, <clears throat> excuse me, that they will become your friends, very much so. Um, they are there as your cheerleaders in heaven. And I, I think it's beautiful that you are expanding your, your friend circle now on this side of the veil. So way to go, Tina. Kudos to you and a happy new year. What do you say? Thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, um, thank you for your program. It, it's funny because I, I just plugged in my radio in, in my kitchen and 
I haven't plugged in my radio in a long time, and your station came on <laughs> immediately. And my husband's like, how'd you find this? I'm like, it was just on. <laughs> so I just think that it was a divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And for you to get in, because we have, we usually have full phone lines. And so for you to get in too, I don't believe there's any accident with God. It was meant to be. So you're part of the spirit world family. We're here every Saturday, God willing. Okay. Well, thank you very much for you do, what you do. I appreciate it. God bless you, Tina. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, so you can call in. Uh, Tina is going to free that phone line at 877-757-9424. We're talking about New Year's resolutions today because we are fast approaching the new year, 2024. Can you believe it, guys? Okay, call in right now. We'd love to hear your voice, 877-757-9424. When we come back, we'll get to Ann, Virginia, David, and Brian and the others on the spirit world. This is Mike and Alicia Hernan with a Messy Family Minute. My mother raised 10 children and now she has over 45 grandchildren all over the country. That's a lot of marriages, children, and relationships to be worried about. But she's adopted a wise saying that we will give to you. Worrying is against my religion. Kids are absolutely unpredictable, and the media tends to fill our minds with the latest crisis. Concerns for our kids is good because we want to protect them. But we have to recognize that there are things we cannot control. Those things belong to God. When we take responsibility from God for things that we can't control, that causes worry. In Matthew 6, our Lord says to us very clearly that he knows all of our needs and he does not want us to worry about tomorrow. He doesn't promise us an easy life of rainbows and sunshine, but he does say he will always be with us no matter what difficulties we may encounter. For more encouragement and insight, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Stand Tall is now offering advanced group coaching sessions with master coaches highly trained in life skills. Visit StandTallToday.com and register for one of our upcoming group coaching events. These virtual opportunities are designed to take you to the next level of life in your relationships, career, faith walk, and so much more. Space is limited. Hurry to StandTallToday.com and sign up for one of our advanced group coaching sessions. StandTallToday.com The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are back talking about New Year's resolutions today on The Spirit World. We are live, so if you'd like to jump in on the action, that list of calls are coming in pretty strong here. I love that. It definitely still looks like a Christmas tree, 877-757-9424. And Adam said on the break, he typed over, he said, Debbie, that frog that you have in your throat doesn't sound bad at all. Do you know that frog spiritually stands for fully rely on God, Adam? No, that's amazing. 
Isn't that now cool? I do. Now I yeah, do. we used to use that in religious education as well. <laughs> Fully rely on God. Okay, uh, did you want to share uh, Timoteo, our friend Timoteo, on, on his New Year's resolutions? Sure, sure. He wrote in, so I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, he says, Merry Christmas, Spirit World team. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, these are more my goals this year than a New Year's resolution, and because they're going to take more than a year to do. Okay. He says, become a philangelist, which is uh, basically a Latin way to say a friend of angels. Become a paratus on angels. Commence compiling a book on angelic myths and false beliefs and debunking them, which he was inspired to, uh, he felt in prayer. And then getting his own spiritual act together in all caps. And he says, Happy New Year, Timoteo. So uh, very cool. Yes, you know, uh, becoming a friend with with your guardian angel, Deb, you've talked about this a lot. And, you know, our friends over at the Opus Angelorum is a good place to go for lots of, if you really want to do a deep dive on angelic theology, Mm -hmm. uh, you can Google Opus Angelorum. And it's a it's a global religious order. They're not everywhere, but they're around the world in a number of countries, and they focus on the holy angels and the proper theology of them. So you can really dive deep um, with some of their materials. Uh, now, to become a paratus, just just as a side note, um, you may or may not know that is a Latin word that means means expert, and. You know, we can become a a personal expert on something. We can go and get a degree on something like theology or psychology or engineering. And, you know, that degree says you're an expert to an extent. The actual title paratus is something that the church gives by decree of a bishop. um, And it's when there's a particular need to do that. So, for instance, in my case, um, you know, by decree of my bishop, I'm a paratus of religious demonology and exorcism. There was a need to do that because I train priests. And so it's a formal recognition of the church that you have an expertise in an area so that you can then go function in that area. And in my case, it's training priests and exorcism. Now, the church wouldn't need to do that unless I was doing a function that required that recognition. So you wouldn't just go to your bishop and say, hey, I studied a lot about angels, give me this title. Mm-hmm. unless there's a need within the church's goals and functions for you to have that title. So you can become an expert, but you can't just go to your bishop and say, I want that title, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah, and you know, the book on angelic myths and false beliefs, Deb, we've talked about this a lot, yep. you know, off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I could get on a soapbox for days about the whole angel cards, you know, the tarot mm-hmm. cards that mm-hmm. are supposedly linked with holy angels. That's completely wrong, uh, you know. The Bible strongly forbids uh, divination, and certainly the angels only point to God, just like Mary points to her son. Angels do not draw you into dependency on them. That is idolatry. That's a violation of the first commandment. So holy angels uh, are completely the wrong Mm -hmm. figures to be connecting with divination or any form of magic or anything like that. That's, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure the angels find that really offensive, the real ones. Now, you might connect with fallen angels by using those cards because you're engaging in divination, but you're not going to connect with the good ones. Do you have any thoughts on that, Deb? I I just want to say to to Mateo, great goals for 2024. I know you've been working so hard and reading so much about the holy angels. Way to go, Tim. We look forward to journeying with you 
as you uh, deepen your your understanding and devotion to the holy angels. I love that. Um, so thank you for sending in uh, your message to us, and Happy New Year to you, Timoteo. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones. Adam, David has been waiting so patiently in Cleveland, Ohio, listening on EWTN.com. Hi, David. Welcome to the spirit world. Yes. Happy New Year to you, to both of you. Thank um, you. you. Welcome. I'm calling to find out, um, uh, before I go to confession, I always take the time to um, examine my conscience. And uh, sometimes, okay, sometimes uh, uh, two things happen. When I examine my conscience before confessions, a lot of my um, uh Moral sins will will come up in my mind that I need to confess so that I can return to being in God's grace. But then there's the other part of the examination of conscience where um, not, nothing comes up. I'm I'm examining. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm saying to 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 the Lord, uh, speak you know, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So a lot of times I I uh, I, I don't have any. Uh, uh, moral sins that 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 come up in in my memory, so I'm just calling to find out if if that's God the Father's and Jesus Jesus and the Holy Spirit's way of saying that I'm in God's grace and uh, I don't need to uh, go to confession and uh, confess any of my uh, mortal sins that uh, I'm all set. <clears throat> excuse me, in a state of grace. So. Okay. So, so David, great. Um, basically, when you do your examination of conscience, which is a good thing to do, and, and I would, you know, maybe find a, a published research, a valid published resource to help you go through that, maybe a booklet that, that your uh, diocese has published or find one that's legitimate. Um, you're not going to have mortal sins in all the different areas, of course. You, most of us struggle in a few areas consistently and repeatedly in our life. So you don't need to find a mortal sin everywhere. You also don't need to rely on God telling you, so to speak, your mortal sins. Just do your best to remember um, any mortal sins. And if you want to confess the venial ones, uh, that's fine, too. But they're covered by the they're covered in the mass when you say, you know, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. And you confess as a group that covers the venial sins. Um, so, yeah, basically do your best to remember what you can and then go to confession. And the things that you haven't remembered are covered by your that by your um, sincere act of contrition that you are seeking sincerely to confess everything that you remembered and there could be things that you have forgotten legitimately but those are covered because you've made a sincere act of confession does mm -hmm. that sound good deb that's wonderful and i would just say david in in and adam stressed it um the sincere way of the catch-all um confession phrase of for these and all my sins i am sorry um you are you are um sharing that you're not trying to um hide any sins you're not trying to but you it's it's really hard on all of us mentally i think to recall a whole lifetime of of things that we have done and, and we certainly don't want to fall into scrupulosity and and constantly confess the same sins over and over again i agree with adam just just do your best to recall things that are current um share those the venial sins are washed away during the mass and be at peace david be at peace because god mm -hmm. wants that for you he wants you to be at peace and, you, and you've got a good intention and a good heart to go to confession so that's a beautiful thing you're asking for those graces what do you say to that david 
Yes. Um, uh, yes, I thank you for that. Excuse <clears throat> me, that uh, advice that you gave me that uh, I may have I may have forgotten, but yes, I will. I will give. I, I definitely will give that a try. Yeah. Isn't yeah, and that's that's. I know it's a catch-all phrase at the end, you know, where you're just kind of throwing everything together and saying for all, like all the sins that I that I, I can't recall, I am sorry. But it is important to say that because it shows your intention, and your intention is you're not trying to hide anything. So it's it's actually a, a beautiful part of the of the confessional experience and the sacrament. But David, happy New Year! Thank you so much for calling into the spirit world. We're going to let you go with that because we're going to move to Dolores. Dolores is in Houston, Texas. We're kind of going fast now because we're going to run out of time and we want to get to all the callers. And Dolores is listening on EWTN.com. Hello, Dolores. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Go right ahead. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. So my struggle is going into 2024, I want things to be different. Um, My husband of almost 30 years has been suffering For many years where he battles in his sleep uh, with demons and I'll pray the rosary over him while he's sleeping to try to give him peace or he will wake up with the rosary around his neck but he refuses to go to church and the closer I get to God the more hectic it becomes in our home Um, it's just been a really rough year this year and it's just getting worse I invite him to go to mass with him with me I pray for him and sometimes he will be evil and say prayers don't help or they'll just say well why don't you just go with your church and do what your church things do things like that and I just I know it's verbal abuse but I also know that it's not all him because when he's loving he's loving but when he's hateful, he's hateful, and I ask for the strength, but I, I, I need help or guidance. And well, okay, let me just jump in real quickly, and then we'll let Adam comment on this, Dolores, only because um, I have the outreach ministry with Jerry Usher, uh, Stand Tall. You can always find us at standtalltoday.com, but we do life coaching uh, ministry and crisis coaching to couples and individuals. And I will tell you, Dolores, I've heard your situation um, many times this past couple years, especially after the uh, pandemic. I will tell you that usually it comes from something that he is struggling with. He is struggling with something um, um, in his own life. And, and unfortunately he's unwilling to address it for some reason. And that, that, and, and I really do suggest, and I would pray about this. I think your prayers are wonderful and they're very effective and you should continue to do that, especially to protect yourself and also your family and where you live. However, I would also suggest that you go to a Christian counselor or get some kind of help outside of your of your home to help him because he's he's not processing it well. And I will tell you that spouses tend to try and therapize each other. It's not a good thing to do because um, we're too close to the situation. So an outsider coming in and sharing it with your husband, he may be willing to uh, explore that. What do you say, Adam? Yeah, Dolores. So um, really quickly, the stuff in the sleep 
could just be a sleep disorder. It could be his stress coming out in nightmares. It's not necessarily spiritual if there's no other spiritual stuff going on. Um, we do tend to process our fears and anxieties in our sleep. Um, so I'm not saying it's definitely not spiritual, but but it could be psychological. So, you know, a few things I would echo what Deb said. You need to stay safe, and I would say you need to get some some outside perspective on the abuse. And I would say call a women's abuse um, program or shelter in your city and get a professional that you can describe the situation and get some advice from somebody who deals with this all the time in your city um, because you, you need to stay safe and you know if you're experiencing abuse that shouldn't be going on um, so get that outside perspective of course spiritually pray for him but don't um, basically keep yourself in a dangerous situation um, if it's moving towards certainly any kind of physical abuse, you certainly need to, you know, get authorities involved and get out of that situation. So don't don't basically overextend yourself and get hurt. And I would also look up CatholicCounselors.com. That's uh, Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek's uh, wonderful organization that helps couples as well. Okay. Does that, does that help for now? We're going to pray that, that things get better. You know, God, our God is an amazing God and, and with God, all things are possible. Matthew nineteen twenty six, Dolores. So let's keep the hope and, and let's keep moving forward. And I definitely keep the hope and faith because like I said, this year has been uh, a bad year. Uh, my son was a victim of a drive-by shooting shot at 28 times and a bullet in his body and oh, no. has survived and walked through. But that's when I saw my husband turn for the worse um, in there okay. because I prayed the whole way to the hospital. I prayed the whole night, had father come mm-hmm. and anoint the sick of my son. And um, my husband just didn't comprehend. He's like, why are you calling him to uh, pray over the dead? And I said, I'm not. I'm calling to pray over the sick. Lorenzo's not going to die. And I truly felt that in my heart. And I truly felt Mama Mary with me mm-hmm. the whole time. It's just been a struggle. My husband's not physical. It's all verbal. But sure. sometimes it just tears me to the core. Yeah. But I stand tall. I've learned how to not fight back because fighting back doesn't help. Um, I've learned to be silent and speak when I feel that it needs to be spoken. Um but I don't want to abandon him because I know he's had so much tragedy in his life. Right. And I just don't sounds know like, what to do. Sounds I've, like he may have, he may have some anger, maybe some anger issues with God or, or something of that nature, maybe feeling like God wasn't there in a situation. And when that happens, Dolores, people can go into themselves and get very... Um, um, kind of they're, they're, they put a wall up and they, they trap themselves in. And so their, their, uh, behavior is very erratic. And I don't know if that's with your, with your husband, but I can tell you there are resources out there. Please reach out if you feel comfortable because there's a lot of help out there, Dolores. You don't have to struggle with this alone, but keep the faith though, because that's a good thing that you've got going. So what do you say to that, Adam, real quickly? Yeah, and and also if he's willing, couples counseling can be really helpful. Um, if he's willing for you to go in as a couple and work with a counselor and maybe mm-hmm. unpack where some of this is coming from, and maybe some healing can happen there. Yeah, we'll be praying, Dolores. Okay. 
Thank you. Um, uh, Adam, real quickly, we had a caller um, want, wanted uh, us to clarify the belief that people who, um, about uh, t- uh, suicide, dying by suicide, um, where mm-hmm. they go after the suicide. Did you want to make any comments on that, or do you want to post something on Facebook? Oh, we can just cover it. It's one sentence. That used to be the teaching of the church, but now that we understand more about psychology for a long time now, it is not an automatic damnation when you commit suicide because the church recognizes you're not thinking clearly by definition if you're committing suicide. You're not in your right state of mind. So it is not an automatic damnation. Okay. We only have about three minutes, so we're going to get to Anne in Michigan on Holy Family Radio. Hello, Anne. Thank you for waiting and welcome. Hello. It's great to be speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go right ahead. Uh, Well, the reason I called is uh, I recently had an event that was a little alarming to me, and I didn't know if other people knew about the existence of something called a satanic or a new age rosary. Um, The reason this came up is we had a small little basket of rosaries available for people to use at my church, and a friend of mine looked at it and she said, oh, look at this. This is one of those um, new age rosaries. And on the what what you see is on the crucifix of the rosary, you see something that looks like a sunburst at the four points of the crucifix. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, according to something I googled to try and figure out what this was, it's an Illuminati type of symbol. And then there is actually uh, what appears to be a snake around a pole that's behind the corpus. Um, and the four points of the cross are, <clears throat> excuse me, actually. Uh, five-sided pentagram so it was like I did not know such a thing existed that would dare to you know appear to counterfeit the rosary Um, and I so when I was googling information I found something that actually was written that uh, quoted a an exorcist from the Philippines who had said that these were quite dangerous and they actually were having a problem with that in the Philippines and I didn't know if those kinds of Uh, um, bits of information have been brought to your attention Mm -hmm. before if other people knew about Mm -hmm. being wary of this kind of a a situation or kind of a counter absolutely and we actually did two shows on this um last year so we will cover this again i just made a note of it but adam Mm -hmm. real quickly what should somebody do when they come across an item like this how should they dispose of it real simple when in doubt throw it out um you know the the image of the serpent raised up on a pole is actually a reference to the Old Testament um, where there was uh, a punishment on the Jewish people of snakes and then the image of a I believe it was a bronze serpent raised up on a pole um, prefigured in a sense the in a way uh, Jesus being raised up on the cross and so there's there's kind of a connection there perhaps but certainly not the pentagram um, you know the sunbeams probably not. So again, when in doubt, throw it out. Don't don't get overly anxious or upset about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your rosaries from from legitimate Catholic shops and just avoid all that stuff. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for calling in and have a happy new year. We're not going to get to Justin in Tennessee, Virginia in Dallas, Texas, or Brian in Virginia, but we're going to ask our show team, um, Lori and Carol, to please uh, pick up the phones and and get their um, wonderful uh, comments about the new year, their resolutions, and their questions, and we'll address them on a future show. We promise you. So thank you again. Thank you to the entire The Spirit World show team, Tim Mott, our producer, 
a great job. Lori and Carol and Libby and Rachel, you guys are amazing. We love the Spirit World team. You guys are incredible. And so, Adam, quick comments. You hear the music. Any, any New Year's uh, comments? Just God bless everybody. Do your best this year. Do things in little bits. Don't, don't take on too much. Just a little step at a time. Beautiful. So with that, um, next Saturday we'll be talking about the after-school Satan Clubs. But until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. Happy New Year. We'll see you real soon.